believing in the deity of Christ. So uh, who in here believes in the deity of Christ 100%, right? I thought most of you did. We can just all go home now. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I know, I, know, I know that you do, and I hope that you do, but I believe that you do because uh, we would not be doing this just for giggles, you know. But we do believe in uh, the deity of Christ. And I'm going to read in the book of John uh, from my scripture text, uh, chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2 to start. And so the reading begins like this. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And I want to go to chapter 10 and verse 30 of John. And read that passage. And John chapter 10 and verse 30 says, I and my Father are one. Now we'll read chapter 14 and verse 9 of John. And John 14 and 9, be with, I'll get right here. Jesus said to him, and this is Christ talking to uh, Philip here, where he says, I have been with you, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father. And that's referring to when Philip was asking him, show us the Father. And Jesus says, you know, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father, Philip. How can you ask that? Have, have I been with you so long that you have not believed yet? You did not know. Glory to his name. From there, I want to read uh, chapter 17 and 5. And it reads like this. And it says, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Glory to the name of the Lord. So before the world was, Jesus was with God in heaven. They were one and the same together in heaven before time. And I want to uh, uh, jump to Revelations 19 and 13 and read this passage. And 19 and uh 13 reads like this, and this is, uh, this once again is John doing a speaking uh, where he was at the island of Patmos uh, when he was at the, ex when he was exiled there by the Romans. And, you know, we know that in the Revelation, this is where John was given uh, the revelation of the Lord, and, he, and John was saying this, that he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this time to be in your house again. And as I try to uh, speak your word today, Lord, be my eyes and ears, be my knowledge, Lord, be with me. Uh, give me the wisdom, Lord, that I need to speak your word truly and correctly, Lord, for I know it's all in you, and I believe in you, and I give you the praise and glory, and let the church say amen. You may be seated. All right, so believing in the deity of Christ. Now, uh, in the, the, the book of John, uh, 
speaks on this matter about the deity of Christ, uh, uh, who Jesus was in relation to God. And uh, speaking of the different events that had taken place, is not ne necessarily in chronological order, but it, it's uh, trying to prove that Jesus and God is one and the same. And, and we read some scriptures there that showed that to start out. And John is referred to uh, as the disciple whom Jesus loved, right? So we know that uh, Jesus really, uh, like I said, loved John. And so uh, the book of John is excellent to read in understanding uh, uh, the things that Jesus had said and done. And, part, and some of those things I want to bring out are uh, the seven I am statements given by Jesus in John. And I'm going to go down through here and read them uh, for you. The number one is, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And number seven is, I am the true vine. And maybe you recognize some of these as uh, the seven I am statements that Jesus has given. They're mentioned in John. These statements uh, that were given uh, by Jesus to show his deity with God. So when Jesus was uh, here on earth, uh, he had to basically prove himself because no one just took it for grant for you know for the truth you know i've heard it said in uh society today uh, in the news what is that uh, they calling it fake news uh fake news is going out and let, you know when things get put out especially ever since we've had the internet there's a lot of information put out and you know jokes are even made about oh where'd you hear that on the internet you know did you read that so and you know and I'm sure you're like me, you don't believe everything you read. You don't believe everything you hear. And, you know, you want proof of it. You, you know, you want to, uh, to believe it. So not only did Jesus give these seven I am statements, he also had uh, uh, miracles that he performed that to try and prove his deity with God. Okay, and uh, briefly on those, uh, one, he turned water into wine. Uh, number two, he healed the nobleman's son. Uh, three, uh, he heals a paralegic man that was uh, paralytic for 38 years. Uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And we know that it was they only talk about the men on that, so that number was even greater than that. Uh, number five, Jesus walks on the water. Uh, six, Jesus heals the blind man. And seven that I had wrote down was uh, Jesus raised Lazarus. All right, so those were seven miracles mentioned in John that Jesus had performed to try and prove his deity with God because Jesus could not have done that just as, just a man like I am. He had to be, come, it had to come from God because only God has that power to be able and do that. Now, why is it uh, Jesus was? Because we know that he was born of that virgin birth uh, to, from Mary, and he, he was the son of God that had, uh, that uh, puts us, separates regular man from, from Jesus because 
He, he, even though he was man in flesh and blood, he still wasn't 100% man because he had no sin, he, right? Because he come from God and, the, and they were one. So I want to speak on uh, a couple of those miracles that I, that I read about in trying to, uh, to uh, speak on the, uh, the deity of Christ with God. And the first one I want to uh, mention is the uh, one with the nobleman's son. And I'm going to read John chapter 4, starting in verse 46 through 53. John 4, 46 down through 53. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. I had practiced that one, but I still don't think it. Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. We have to be proven, don't we? We have, we have, we have to, we'd have to be proved to. And, you know, and to, uh, to that, I mean, it, it just means that you ain't just going to believe anybody that comes along because there's so many false doctrines out there. We got to know it's real. We have to know that it's real. So the nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got, the, the, when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. So in, in, this, uh, in this reading that we're learning about the nobleman's son, uh, this is an, uh, a miracle that Jesus performed uh, to try and get belief on him, try to show the people who he was. And the nobleman had already known about the first sign where Jesus turned the water into wine at the marriage ceremony. No doubt that created a lot of believers. And truly when uh, uh, this man had faith in Jesus' word that he, his son would live, and when he got, was on his way back home and his servants told him that his son had lived and the hour in which that it had happened and he got better, the man believed, and this definitely increased believers in Jesus for, uh, for this to have happened, that he healed the nobleman's son. So that truly was a, uh, a big miracle uh, that Jesus had done, which all were uh, big miracles. Now, uh, the second one I want to read on is uh, when Christ walks on the water. And I'm going to read John 6, and starting at verse 15, going through 21. Now, it reads like this. It says, Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. 
got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum, Caper, or is it Capernaum? I can't remember. Capernaum. <laughs> I was trying. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Now this shows, there's another miracle of Jesus, but this is showing his ability to have control over nature. He had control over the winds. He had control over the sea. He had, uh, he had control and power over healings. He could, he could heal the nobleman's son. He turned the water into wine. And only one true God can do these things. And this shows that Jesus and God were one and the same uh, by all these events taking place. Uh, Christ raised Lazarus from the dead. So Jesus raised he raised Lazarus from the dead. He could raise the dead, okay? He walks on the water. He can, he, he can feed 5,000-plus people, and it just keeps coming out of the basket, coming out of the basket. All these things, all these miracles uh, being done, these I am's being said, trying to convince everyone, showing everyone that he is the one true God that has come to be on this earth and eventually die for our sins that we may one be uh, one day be in heaven with them both. So glory to the name of the Lord. In church uh, today, I feel like that God is asking, do you believe in me? Do you believe in the deity of Christ? Do you believe that I and God are one and the same? If you believe in me 100%, then you'll have no doubt of who he is, you'll have 100% faith in him, you know he can heal you, you know he can take care of you, take care of your needs, there's nothing that you cannot go to him and ask of him, and he will take care of you, because as scripture says, you ask through Jesus, and God will supply your need, we go through Jesus to get to God to supply our needs, each and every need that we may have, and uh, believing uh, can't come easy for some people, or it cannot. And to believe means to simply accept as true or to trust or have faith in. So how much, how much does it take for you to believe today? What event has to happen and take place for you to believe? Because we know that Jesus is not physically in form here with us like he was in Bible days performing miracles, but he's performing miracles spiritually for us. So has he given you a healing that has shown you physically that he is the one true God that you put your faith and hope in? Uh, maybe it comes easy to, uh, to you to believe fully, but even during God uh, Jesus' time, some of the disciples didn't believe fully. They started out walking with him, and then they turned and followed him no longer because of some things that he said pertaining to eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood, talking about having eternal life. But that was a spiritual meaning that he had. Now, you can imagine during Jesus' time, that probably was a hard saying, like the Bible said, for them to believe spiritually then. 
okay? But because he was, Jesus was in the physical for them. Now the roles are reversed for us. We're in the spiritual and not in him here in the physical. So everything we believe in and have uh, trust and faith in comes spiritually. And that's why the Holy Ghost, that helper, is so important to us. That's where we get that spiritualness, that Holy Ghost living in us, dwelling in us, showing us, teaching us the, the things to do and say and how to be uh, uh, and, and living for God. That is so vital and so important. That is what, and God knew we'd have to have something to keep going on, to keep holding on, because otherwise we'd slowly dwindle away. You know, we'd, we'd slowly walk away. We wouldn't stick with it. But how many of you know that that Holy Ghost is what causes you to come to church every Sunday, right? It causes you to keep going on. It causes you to keep wanting to do right, right? Amen. Glory to the name of the Lord. It causes you to do things that you wouldn't normally do yourself because we think things a certain way. We, we, try, we try to see things as we want them to be. And they're not necessarily that way because we don't have that really that spiritual gift that God has of knowing what's coming down the road, knowing what's best for us. We think we know what's best for us. We try to go down that road. We try to force it that way. Well, this is the way I want it. This is the way I want it. But that's not the way it's probably meant to be. And God says, hold on. I'm not going to answer that prayer because I see what's coming down the road. And then we kind of go on. Well, God, I know you kind of told me I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't go down this road. But I really want this, God. I really, I, I can see the benefits of it, God. I really want it. I'm going to head that way. And God says, no, that ain't the way I want it. And then he will cause something to happen to potentially take that away from you but he will bring you back to him as well because we will eventually see his truth and his faith and his uh uh believing in us and in his power in us we as long as we have that holy ghost and hold firm to it we always can go to him and we will see the light eventually it might take a while we might have we might get bumps and bruises we might like uh the song that sister darlene mama sang uh uh have a battered ship that's been torn. You know, some of that could have been on its own. Some of it could have, we could have brought it on ourselves, you know. But uh, God will take care. He will supply if we have our faith and trust in Him. And our relationship with God is based on belief. We have to first believe in Him and that He sent His Son, Jesus, to this earth to die for our sins. And some may just simply believe the Word of God when they read it, and others have to have a very real experience for them to believe Him. And on that, I want to uh, read uh, about Thomas. Some of you have heard uh, the phrase, Doubting Thomas. What are you, Doubting Thomas? Well, we're going we're gonna to read that in John chapter 20. And I'm going to read 20, the verse 28. And nine or twenty eight and twenty nine. In John chapter twenty, verses twenty eight and twenty nine. And it, is, it begins reading like and this is uh okay, this is uh when Christ appears to the disciples, you know, after uh he had ascended to heaven. This is after the crucifixion, okay, and uh Christ appeared to disciples without Thomas. So Thomas wasn't there, and he didn't believe when the others had told him, Hey, we'd seen, we'd seen the Lord and Savior. We'd saw Jesus. We know he's raised from the dead. We know that everything he said was true. And uh, Thomas did not necessarily believe. So once again, Christ 
showed himself. And Thomas was there at this time. And, and uh, 28 reads like this. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord, my God. And this is him believing then. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And do we fall in that category this morning? We've not seen Jesus, but we have what we do believe him because of the events that's taking place in our lives. Right now, now, now there's some folks that say they have seen Jesus. They think they've seen him, you know, in a dream or some, something to that effect. But what I'm ta- referring to is we have not seen him physically. We have, uh, we have just uh, seen him spiritually. And uh, we believe because of that. We believe because of some event taking place in our life where he has saved us, gave us redemption, uh, healed us. A lot of that's one big thing with a lot of folks is healing us because you go back to the doctor and they uh, tell you, I don't understand this. There's just no way you could have been healed because uh, the way science is and the medical world is, I've studied it. This is the books. I know what I'm talking about. And it's true. Most doctors know what they're talking about. But they don't half the time understand spiritualness or maybe your walk with God and what you believe in. And it's hard for them to a lot of times understand that you were healed because not because of a doctor and his book and his reading, but you were healed because of the Bible and the reading the word of God. Glory to his name. That is why you were healed. Uh, and Jesus, Jesus was... God and God was Jesus I, and I when I read uh, uh, in Revelations uh, I want to drop back to that briefly uh, Revelations in chapter 19 and verse 13 when I said that um, his name was called the word of God so if his name was called the word of God and we go back to the first verse in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Well, just in Revelation, it said his name was the word of God. Well, what is the name of the word? Jesus. Jesus is the name of the word. He is the one that John was referring to when he saw him on that horse. And he was the one that was with God before time. I read another scripture that I didn't jot down, but I know it was one thing that upset the Jews at the time is when Jesus said, Before Abraham, I was. He was before, and they said, well, how can you be, you, I believe it was said, you couldn't be, you ain't even 58 years old yet. How could you be before Abraham? You know, so they, they couldn't, they didn't even understand that, what he was talking about. But there again, he was speaking spiritual things, and it wasn't, it wasn't literal. It wasn't literal things. So, uh, praise your name, glory to the name of the Lord. All right, I believe I had done went through my notes. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But I want uh, I do want to share with you today. I hope that in some way uh I have uh said something to prove uh the deity of Jesus and God and one and the same uh and that, that I truly believe in them. Uh, in, in God, I truly believe in Jesus. I know that he was a man as I am, but he was also God. 
He was he he doesn't he didn't have sinful blood nature like I have. He was he was truly come from God, and I believe in them one one hundred totally percent. I try to go to Him every situation, every need that I have in my life because I know that He is real. I feel that He is real. And I believe that y'all do too. And I know we feel it on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis. I, I'm just like so many of you. I, pro- I wish that I had done it so much sooner. Because when something is real and you grab a hold of it, you stick with it. And Jesus is real today. God is real today. And he's real forevermore. And oh, there was one other thing I wanted to share with you. And that was uh, before Jesus was arrested and charged and crucified when he went to uh, uh, pray in Gethsemane, when he prayed uh, to God about the work was done, he had completed the task that God had given him. Do you know, church, that Jesus prayed for me and you? The scripture says he prayed for the believers yet to be. So while he was still man in the flesh on this earth before he was crucified, he prayed for each and every one of us that was to come. And that gives me joy and hope this morning to know that while Jesus was on this earth, he prayed for us and get to give us encouragement while, while he was there before he was crucified. So um, I'm going to keep on holding on. I know that you, I know that you are. Oh, I, didn't, I forgot one other thing, too. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I wanted to say that one day you and you and me will be glorified in heaven with God as long as we hold fast and keep on believing in Jesus Christ. And I hope and pray that I see each and every one of you in heaven, and I know that I will. Praise the name of the Lord and uh, stay fast to God's word because the word is truth. And whenever we need anything, you read your Bible, you pray and fast, and God will show you the way. Because just like I have to do, pray and read the Bible to, uh, for the Lord to show me understanding in which uh, over this past year, I really believe and really feel like that God has opened my eyes and shown me more and more and more. And uh, I know that he can do the same for each and every one of you. We hold fast to him. So praise the name of the Lord today. Amen.